Praise God. 2 Corinthians 13, verses 5 and 6. I'm going to read this out of the, I believe it's New King James Version. It says, Examine yourself as to whether you are in the faith. Test yourself. Do you not know yourself that Jesus Christ is in you, unless indeed you are disqualified? But I trust that you will know that we are not disqualified. Amen. Father, I thank you, Lord, for this word tonight. And I thank you, Lord, that faith would be stirred up in your body tonight. I thank you, Lord, that even as we, as we go into this week, Father, I pray that, Lord, give us eyes. Give us eyes to see the things that we need to see. And, Father, I especially thank you for joy. I thank you, Lord, that, that Lord, even so right now, that, that, Lord, depression and anxiety and fear, those things have to go at the mention of your name. So, Lord, I thank you for the name of Jesus, the the name that is above every the, the name is, that is above every sickness, every disease, every every fear, every anxiety. That name, Lord, that you give us, that we can ask these things, knowing that it's all taken care of in Jesus' name. Amen. And we thank you, Lord, and Lord, anoint my words and my thoughts tonight. Let it be clear. Let it be precise. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. You know, um, last week, and I just I want to cover just the three things last week, uh, and maybe four that we kind of went into. One of the the first things we discussed last week was patience. That for us to have proofs in our faith, we we have to we have to work on our patience. We we have to develop, uh, you know, uh, uh, the the concept of of learning how to to wait sometimes on God God's promises. Amen. Sometimes things happen very quickly. You know, it's like you know, Kila published that book and he put it out on a Thursday night, and by by, you know, even in a 24-hour period, boom, things happen. He'd sold 100 copies. Things can happen very quickly, but sometimes we have to wait and we have to be patient. We have to be patient to see the promises sometimes come to pass. You know, and... Um, you know, James chapter 1, and just a quick passage here, it says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing the testing of your faith. The testing of your faith produces... Produces... Perseverance or patience. Amen. So, amen. So, it, the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work. So, you un understand that patience has a work. And see, you know, sometimes we're not very patient. Amen. Sometimes we want to see it now. I, you know, I, I, you know, I want to see it now. I'm not going to wait. So we understand that when we are working our patience, one of the things we're doing is we're building our faith. Amen. So that was point number one last week. And I'm not going to go through all this stuff, uh, but because I, I want to get into the other stuff. But I just, in case you missed that, I, I wanted to cover cover that. Your dedication. You know, one of the things we talked about was your dedication. It's important that you realize that your dedication is, is, is what God looks for. You know, your dedication in the workplace, your dedication in being in church, your dedication before the Lord, your dedication in prayer, your dedication in fasting, your dedication in giving is something that God, He, he, he looks for. He looks for in a believer. You know, faith... Um, you know, and I said this last week, and it was a good point that I even wrote it down again. Faith people aren't driven by things or stuff. They're driven by God. So they're, they're driven by the things of God. See, there's nothing of this world. This world can't give me anything that God can't doubly give me or, or even, even, you know, God can give me everything I need. Amen? You know, and, and, you know, once I realized that in my life, the things that I possess, they belong to God. Everything, I'm not attached to anything that God can't say, you need to release this, and, and then, boom, I release it. You know, and, that, and that's, that's one of the reasons why I'm so thankful that my, my wife has taught me a lot about giving over the years. Amen. You know, when I'm sitting there sometimes and I want to sow an offering and I'm thinking, you know, that's a pretty big offering. And then my, my wife look at me and say, well, you know, I think we need to do this. And then I'm like, 
you know, I'm being patient, you know, I'm, 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 I'm being, pa- well, you know, honey, I think you're right, you know, let's, let's do that, but, but it, it's always about service, it's always about that dedication, it's always about, you know, agreeing to continue to push things forward, so you, when you're dedicated, you know, God loves your dedication, amen, and I'm thankful, everybody's here, I'm thinking, what a, what a great night, you know, what a, what a great Sunday evening to have people out, have people visiting, praise God, God is good, but I'm thankful for your dedication, even being here tonight, your action, you know, uh, at the beginning of the year, one of the things that we, we said, you know, we wanted people to accept the challenge this year, 2020, guess what, that vision is still alive, we haven't, we haven't moved away from the vision of accepting the challenge, even with coronavirus, even with other things that have come out to play in the last six months, we're, we're still accepting the challenge for 2020, you know, we've accepted the challenge so much that I, I think we doubled our soul count in the last five weeks, you know, so, so people are winning people to Christ, they're telling people about Jesus more and more and more, and you know, and what the Bible says is, you know, one of the things that the slogan coming out of this year was, was scripture, be ye doers of my word. So we have to understand, and I'm going to follow up even tonight with a little more on that, because you have to understand that faith, faith, you, you persevere, you, you, uh, you, you're dedicated when you're a doer of the word. Be ye a doer of my word. Be a doer of the word of God. Do what the word says. Amen. You know, that, 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 that's what, once we get a hold of that, man, I'm telling you, things shift. Be ye a doer of my word. Not, you know. So, so how I look at that, I look, what does the Word of God say? What does the Word of God say for me in my life? You know, even when I was in business, I began to adopt Bible principles, biblical, biblical principles, and seen what this said, and I did it. And when I did it, guess what happened? I prospered. Because this is what, it, you know, th- this foolproof plan, amen. And I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for that. And, you know, and the last thing that I followed up on was your joy. And, you know, even tonight, you know, even as we were in worship, you know, one of the things I felt like the Spirit of the Lord showed me... Nobody's going to steal my joy. Nobody's going to steal my joy. You know, you know, no, no upset person is going to steal my joy. Because see, my strength, my strength comes from the joy of the Lord. My, you know, you know, if you're around us very long, I mean, you know, even, even, you know, even just sitting around talking, we're usually laughing. I mean, even if there's something serious going on, we're usually at a place where we're laughing probably in 15 or 20 minutes. Somebody's cutting a joke. Somebody's, you know, it, our family can be a little sarcastic at times. So, but, you know, but it's all in good humor. It's, it's how our family is. And, you know, but that's how we operate. And, but we, but there's a joy. There's a joy in our home. Amen. And you know what I'll tell you about joy? And I'm going to move into the next, the, the next thing that I, I felt like God, you know, a proof of faith is peace. But I'm going to tell you that when you have joy, you can put your head on that pillow at night. And you know what will happen? Peace will come over you like a river. Peace like a river will come over you when you have joy. And so you'll see that these things kind of connect. Romans 15, 13 says, Now may, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. My, my, my. I don't say that like Dr. Morocco well enough, but that, that, that's really good stuff. In His presence is fullness of joy. Faith is validated by joy. Faith is validated by joy. And when you have joy, man, things shift very quickly. Things shift in faith very quickly. And, I, you, know, and you know, to be honest with you, I mean, when you're depressed, when you're, when you're dealing with, say you've had a bad day, guess what? We've probably all at times have had a bad day. What, is that, is that, that's a pretty fair assumption, right? 
when you're having a bad day, you know, maybe, maybe you, maybe, you know, something happened. Maybe, maybe you're fussing. Maybe, you know, you know, I've been married for 21 years. Not, not every, you know, Marianne and I have had some days where we were maybe in disagreement over a few things. But I'll tell you what happens is that when, when joy is removed from, from the picture, a lot of times what happens is that it will block things of faith. Because you know what happens? With the lack of faith, you begin to look at yourself. Well, poor me. Pity me, poor me, pity me, poor me, I, mm, me, you know, me, you're not, you know, I, 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 you start making a lot of I statements, right? So it, it's, you know, I feel, I this, I that. So understand that joy, that, that the very essence of joy, the very presence of joy in your life, man will shrink away a lot of problems, amen? Amen. So I'm going to keep moving tonight. And the the first one on the list I'm going to talk about, we're talking about proofs of faith. You know, things that you you can tell, that things that will actually block faith. But things that when you carry these things, these actual proofs of faith, you will advance a lot more quicker. I I, I promise you. And the first one I want to talk about tonight is peace. Peace. Because, I, I, you know, I jumped on that last week because I felt like, man, I, even as Pastor Brandon was preaching today, I felt like, you know, this proof of peace, peace is something that, that we, we need to be aware of. You know, this is what Jesus Christ said. John 14, 27. And many of you know this scripture. I remember teaching to the kids in Han. It was one of the first scriptures we taught kids. It says, Peace I, I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled. Amen. Isn't that good? That's really good. Neither let it be afraid. Peace I, live you, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled. So understand that Jesus, he was talking to his disciples before he was getting ready to leave this earth. And he said, peace I leave. To whom? To, to, to us as the believers. So God is leaving. He is, he is saying, I am leaving my peace on you. You know, understand that, that, you know, Jesus is leaving a peace here for us. A peace for us to grab a hold of. But, you know, one of the things, and I remember Pastor Miranda preaching this, you know, at different times. You know, because I, I could, I remember at times I would, I would pray for people. Because people say, you know, what, you know I, I need prayer. I don't have a peace. I don't have peace. I don't have peace. And, and you know, and. You know, and I realized that, you know, as Pastor Miranda taught on this at one point, and, and as I begin to even think about how I prayed for people, you know, one of the things that I realized was I can't choose peace for a person. You know why? Because Jesus Christ said he left it for you. So just like he left it for me, he left it for you. It's like the fruits of the Spirit. You have to, you know, we have to understand that peace is something that you have to obtain for you. Because I can't, I can't live for you. I can't operate in faith for you. I can't choose peace for you. I can't choose fear for you. These are things that you choose as a born-again believer. And you know, how I know this is because, what, is because of what the Word of God says. The Word of God says that I can have these things. Jesus said, peace, I leave you. Are you tracking? I leave you something. I leave you peace. And you know... You know, it's, it's why, like, even, even, even like a lot of times when, you know, when someone says, you know, I don't have a peace in my life, you know, I might ask them something. Do you, do you, have, do you have, like, a, an unforgiveness thing? Do you, do you have something that's holding you back? Because ultimately, sometimes, one of the reasons why we don't have peace in our life is because there's something blocking, it, it, there's something blocking you and God. And it might be, and understand that, you know, things that I'm talking about tonight in faith, there can be an unforgiveness, there can be a hurt, there, you know, because, honestly, let's be, people get hurt. 
We, we can be hurt as a Christian, as a believer. You can be hurt. Somebody can say something to you that can offend you. Somebody can actually, you know, cause physical harm to you. Someone, you know, uh, you know I, I worked in the, as a child advocate for many years. I worked with kids that were abused. I, I seen this stuff. And, you know, a lot of times people didn't have peace in their life because of things or circumstances that, that happened to them. But I'm going to tell you that there is a God that, that you know, once we wrap our heads around this, this understanding of forgiveness, man, there's a real peace that will settle on a person. And, and you know, what you realize is like, man, I can have peace. But it may, it may, it may, it may mean that I need to walk in forgiveness. Do you, you follow me? Because, see, I, you know, things that block faith sometimes, things that stop us from growing in faith, you know, if we will stop and we'll examine these things, a lot of times it's like, you know, God, God wants, you understand, Jesus said, I leave you peace. So he, he's wanting to make sure you have this, right? So what blocks peace? So you have to examine in your own heart, your own life, what's blocking me from having a, a peaceful rest? You know, Pastor Miranda, every time she goes to bed, I mean, it's I always hate when I go to bed before her because I guess I snore sometimes. So, and uh, but in a matter of three minutes, she can be out. I mean, it's like she doesn't. I mean, like you know, uh, if I've got a lot going on in my mind, I'm, I I can be a tend, tend to be a little more restless. I might dream, I might whatever, but when she puts her head on the pillow, she's out. I might I might look, Miranda, you, you know, she doesn't snore very loud, but. But, you know, understand that there, there's a rest. And I want to talk about that real quick. I tell you what, let's, let's look at that. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 4. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 4. Because once, once you see this, once, once you see these things in faith, these are things that you can do. These aren't things that are impossible that God's keeping back for a select few people or, or just pastors or just teachers or, or, you know, or well, this is not for the congregation. It's not for the sheep. It's only for the shepherd. That's not how God operates. He wants, he wants people equally to have the same thing, to, to know that they have the, you know, there are pastors that don't operate in peace. And you can see that. You, you, there, are, there are great, you can see when people don't operate in peace. You can see when people when people are carrying things, and I, you know, and unfortunately, I mean, you know, you, you, it always okay. Let's keep moving. Praise God! I want to preach myself into a corner there. Let's go to Hebrews chapter four. You guys with me? It says, "Therefore, since a promise remains of entering His rest, let us fear lest any of you seem to have come short of it. For indeed, the gospel was preached to us as well as to them, but the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with what faith, faith. The word didn't profit them at all because it wasn't mixed with faith. So you, I mean, even just to stop right there, that's why I love faith. Everything's got to be mixed with faith. It's like peace has to be mixed with faith." I've got, you know, I, I'm going to, you know, it's like, you know, it's like when, because, you know, I probably said some of these Christianese things when I was, when I was maybe a younger, you know, you know, when you pray for patience, your patience is going to get tried. You ever heard that? You ever, you ever heard people say, well, yeah, don't pray for patience. God's going to, you know, see, that's, that's, that's the big thing is that a lot of people think God's up here saying, well, see what they did. This is what I'm going to do. That's not how God operates. You know, it's the very things that we sow out of our mouth that what we reap. It's the very thing, the very same things that come out. We we have what we speak, amen. And that's what I'm going to talk. I'm going to talk about that tonight because it's so important that we grab a hold of these things. It's so important that we understand, but not being mixed with faith in those that heard it. 
It says, for we have believed to enter his rest, as he said. So I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. Although the works were finished from the foundation of this world. Drop down and, and look at Hebrews 4, 10 and 11. It says, for he who has entered his rest has himself also ceased from his work as God did from his. Let us therefore be diligent to enter that rest, lest anyone fall according to the same example of disobedience. They didn't, enter, they didn't enter a rest. You know why? Because of unbelief. They didn't, they didn't people, you know, people don't enter a rest. They don't enter peace because of unbelief. What, you know, and you, know, you did the dollar thing today, which was good, was like, you know, the, the, the two, two sides of a, a dollar bill. But, but it's like, you know, there, there is belief. And see, your, your faith has to, you know, I can't see it. Understand what the definite, I can't see where everything's going to land before the year's out. But it's like, I, I see this vision, right? I see, I see that we're going to have 25 leaders and that we're going to be 100 strong. I see that. We haven't seen that come to pass yet. But by faith and in faith, I'm saying this is what I'm, this is what I'm believing for, right? But see, they didn't enter God's rest because they didn't believe. People don't enter into the covenant with God because it's not mixed with faith or they don't believe. They, you know, it's like, you know, I'm praying for patience, I'm praying for patience, I'm praying for patience. I'm praying, just give me patience, give me patience, give me patience. It's like a, a prayer life like that, rather than operating in, uh, uh, well, you know, how do I need to learn patience? I need to learn patience through maybe forgiveness. Maybe through, uh, maybe through reading the word. Do you, do you know, I, I, you ever, I'm telling you, this is the, you ever just feel like you're having a day like things are off? And you open the word of God and you start reading and it's like, and you just repent. <laughs> Is that just, I'm the only one, right? The pastor is the only one that just repents when he starts reading, reading the word of God, right? But you just repent because you realize that your problem and your circumstance and your whining and whimpering and complaining wasn't such a big deal after all. That, that God, that, you know, that, you know, that, you know, there, I'm telling you, you can enter into a rest with God. You know, it's, it, and it's like even peace. You can enter into this with God. You know, when, um, you, you know, even, even throughout our church, you know, you know, and, and I know people, you know, and I know people are going to be coming back, and I'm, I'm thankful for that. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about the house being filled back up. But, you know, I don't sense that people are walking in fear. I don't sense, I mean, even we even went to, went to Morgantown the other day. There was the guys on the four-wheelers, the bigger side-by-sides and all that, that we drove by the gas station, and there was like 35 of them. And I just, I rejoiced. Praise God. I'm glad to see, you know, West Virginia. Things are getting back to normal, right? You know, people are going mudding. They're going, you know, we were out River Road, and, you know, you just see all the four-wheelers buzzing up and down the road. You're like, hey, yeah, things are normal here. So not much has changed. Every once in a while you hear a gun go off. You think, well, this is home, right? You know, because that, that's what's going on out River Road. So, you know, so praise God. And I'm, I'm thankful. I'm thankful for that. But I sense that even in the body of Christ that people are being like, you know, okay, this is not such, this wasn't such a big deal. Let's go ahead and get things back. Let's get things back to normal. Let's, let's let things be normal. And, th- and that, I'll be honest with you, that's what I'm praying for. I want a sense of normalcy, not, not, not to just be content. I want a normalcy that, that we can continue to preach this gospel, amen, that we can continue to get people saved. Because, you know, people are like, well, is your church open? Is it closed? Is it this or is that? We're open. Praise God. You know, I, I, it's not a boastful statement. I'm thankful. I, again, you know, I'm thankful that our governor said churches were essential, period. It stops there. And I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for what our governor's done. Amen? I'm thankful for that. Praise God. 
They didn't enter, the, they didn't enter because of unbelief. You know, when you, when you enter into this rest with God, there's a knowing. Uh, you, you know, I, I'm gonna, what I'm going to tell you about the knowing is that I, my faith can't be shaken to not believe in God. I, I, you, know, I, you know, I may not have all the answers. As somebody would ask me a question, a biblical question, I, I, may, not, I may not have the exact answer, but I want you to understand I'm not going to waver in my faith and belief in God. And I'm not going to blame God because I don't have peace in my life. I don't have stress, you know, or if I have stress, I'm not going to blame God for any, any situation or circumstance. Because I, I know of His goodness. I know of His peace. And I know of His rest. I know that it's real. I know that I can, that I can get, get into a place with God where, man, it, there, there's, not, there's no other place like it. When I, when I was outside of God, man, I had, there was major unrest in my life. You're looking for the next high, looking for the next thrill, looking for the next event, looking for whatever, you know? Running, to, running, running as the world would run. And it's, you know, it's easy to do that. It's e but I'm going to tell you, it's easy to come into the rest with God. You know, I, I, I keep going back to that, but, I, you know, and even if you're watching online, I'm thankful you're with us tonight. But, but you know, know that, know that for unforgiveness, know that these things can block can block you getting to a place where, where you're hearing from God, where faith is operational in your life. You know, because people, you know, a lot of times people have been hurt in church, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I mean, it's, 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 it's tough. You, you, you never want to see anybody get hurt in church. But listen, I'm telling you, if you will allow God to move in your situation, I'm telling you, peace will, will flow like a river over your life and over your mind. And, and, and that, that will happen. And a lot of times, like I said, it's, it's, it's a matter or an issue of forgiveness a lot of times. Praise God. But there is peace. There is peace. Mm -mm -mm. Okay, let's go to another proof. I've gonna, I'm gonna, I've got to keep moving because I'm going to try to do three of these. So, praise God. Another proof of faith is... Um, oh, wait. You know what? Go to Mark real quick. Go to Mark chapter 4. Because Miranda kind of covered this this morning. Mark uh, 4.35. And this is Jesus, and I, and I love this. And you get many of you guys will remember the story. This is where Jesus calms the storm. Uh, 4.35. It says, On the day when evening had come, he had said to them, Let us go across to the other side. And leaving the crowd, they took him with them in the boat, just as, they, just as he was, and other boats were with him. And a great windstorm arose, and waves were breaking into the boat. So the boat was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep, in the, on, a, on a cushion. You know, <laughs> Jesus, this is where he's at. But he was, he was asleep in the stern on a cushion. And they woke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? And he awoke, and he rebuked the wind, and he said to the sea, Peace, be still. Peace, be still. I'm telling you, grab a hold of that word, because... You can, you might have a storm. You might see, you might see things coming at you. And I'm telling you, peace be still. Just as Jesus spoke those words, you have that same power, that dunamis power living inside of you that you can speak to. You can speak to the, to the storms of life. Peace be still. 
You know, and, and I tell you, there, you, you, got, you got to get this because, see, there's power in the word. He watches over his word to see that it's performed. So there's power in his word. When we See, how did Jesus beat the enemy? How did he beat, beat Satan? He beat the enemy with the word of God. He beat the enemy with the word of God. So it's like, you know, peace be still. And I'm telling you, there are times in my life where I'm just, I've got to bring that, I've got to bring my thoughts. I've got to bring my mind. Peace be still. Thanks, thank you for joy. Thank you for joy. Thank you, that, thank you for joy. Thank you, Lord, for peace. You know, and, and I've got to tell you, I mean, we, we turn a lot of these things around. You know, we believe in healing. We pray for people with, with healing. But, you know, one of the things that I, I learned many years ago was thanking God in advance and praising God in advance for things that be, be, before they ever happen. It's like you, you're on the offensive, right? Be, that way you're not on the defensive. You're not, oh, I've got to be on the defense now. I've got to praise. I've got to pray this. Gotta pray. No, thank you, Lord. I mean, even, even today, we're in, we're in here praying. You know, thank you, Lord, for healing. Let's, pray. Let's thank the Lord for our healing. Amen? Amen. Amen. So, it, you know, it, it, starts with, it starts with what comes out of our mouth. Amen. But Jesus said, peace be still. You know, in, in Philippians 4, 7, it says, this is the peace that surpasses all understanding. So there is a, there, understand, there is a peace that surpasses all understanding. You can't explain this to the world. What do you, what do you mean? You know, when I, I lost my brother. 36 years old, had a massive heart attack, died December 31st, and um, it was it was wild. It, it, you know, it, it was it was it was wild in the sense that you don't expect to lose a, a brother that young. One, and um, you know, my mom and dad were still living, and um, they were a wreck. I mean, my, my mom and dad both have passed. Uh, dad died 10 months later after my brother had passed, and my mom passed away 2017. I don't know. We're, we're close. I think. 18, yeah, so thank you, yeah, so, I, yeah, it, but so, I, you know, I've lost, I've lost all my family, so I, I've seen death, but, you know, one of the things that, that happened when my brother had passed was God, you know, it, God, God will put supernatural things in you that you can't explain, and, but I, I knew that I had a peace in me, I prayed with my brother and led him to the Lord, so, you know, I knew that my brother, my brother had, had received Jesus as Lord, so there was there was an assurance that I had in in in, in believing, knowing my, my brother was in heaven. But see, the world doesn't know that. They don't have a peace. You know, why would God take God doesn't take people? Why would God take Why would God take this person? Why would God God doesn't That's not his. God doesn't take people. And see, I knew I knew that I knew, I knew that you know because you know everybody's coming to me. Why would God take your brother? Why God? Why God? Why? And you know, and I was always thinking, God didn't take my brother, you know. And sometimes it would offend people, but that, that's a, you know, it, it's okay because I felt like it's a truth that people need to understand. God doesn't. God's not taking my brother. God doesn't. You know, people don't turn into angels either. It's just I'm throwing this out here so people know. God doesn't. When you when you die, you don't turn into an angel, because people say, well, they got their angel wings. They're going to turn. They're not. They don't become angels. So I'm, I'm not, and I'm not making fun of anything, but it's just, you know, people say things they don't, they don't, they don't understand. But my point is that there was a real peace. There was a real peace in my, in my, in my, in my spirit about where my brother was. But I'm going to tell you one of the things that happens is that when, when, even when around death, there can be a drain. And after about, I don't know, probably four days, I don't know, you know, there was a drain. 
And then everybody was saying, you know, and I, and I, felt, I felt physically weak. I felt like physically weak. And I, and, I, and I knew what it was, and people were pulling off of you. They're, they're, they're pulling from you. They're pulling from you faith. Mar shaking her head. They're pulling from you faith because they see God in you. And, it, and physically, it will, it will wear you out. But God sustained me every day, and God gave me a peace. God, God, you know, it, was, it was that peace that surpassed understanding. I can't explain it. I can't explain this peace. I, I, I just know that I had it. And God, God, God equipped me. He, he gave me something. He put something in me. It's that, you know, I can't explain this peace other than the fact that, you know, it, it's through faith. There's an element of faith that, that, that's attached to this peace. Amen. Amen. So I'm going to move on to the next one. You guys ready for the next one? Another proof of faith is uh, faith. Faith speaks. Faith speaks. You guys have heard me say a lot. You know, you're around us much. You know, we're, we're big on what we speak. Our confession. Our confession. I can't, I can't ever talk about faith and not talk about our confession. You know, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. So, I mean, it, it's when we, when we grab a hold of, we attach ourselves to my, my life. And, and how my life goes can, can be dictated by what I speak, by how I act, by the things I do. You know what? Death can be too. By the things I speak, by the things I say, by the things I sow. It, you know, so it, it's important. So faith speaks. Another proof that you're operating in faith is that it's, it's, it's speaking. It's not speaking as the world speaks. You know, coronavirus, it's real. I don't question that. There's a lot of things. I'm going to tell you, there's a lot of things I question right now. And it's okay. And, I, you know, it's okay to question authority. It's okay. You know, it, I'm, you submit to authority. Understand. But it's okay to ask questions. It's, you know, it, we're not robots. You, you know, we're not robots. So it, it's okay to have questions. What is this? What, what is that? And it's like even now, as research is coming out, it's okay to ask questions. What does this mean? Because, you know, the amount of data, the amount of research, everybody, you know, it's not, it's not normal for the average person to try to, to try to figure it out. We have one math person that could probably sit down and help us figure that out in our church. But not many. You know how all this stuff is. I wasn't good in math. So, you know, that's not, I'm not, I'm, but it's okay to question Amen. I, I just want, I want to throw that out there as a little zinger real quick. But another proof of faith is faith speaks. Let's go to James. Because, yeah, this is a, it's hard not to cover James when you're thinking about the things that you say. Let's go to James. Let's go to James chapter 3. James 3. You know, you, you are the captain of your ship. If you think about your life, that you, 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 your, your physical life, your spiritual life, you're the captain of your ship. You know, I realized that when I got married, I had somebody else on my ship. I, I, you know, and, and that was my wife. I have somebody else that's now on that ship with me. And then I had three kids. I had shipmates. Praise God. Not pi well, sometimes they were pirates. Amen. So, but, uh, but, I, but I had, all this is off the cuff right now. I didn't write any of this down, so this is all coming right from the head. So, so but... Uh, yeah, I was just thinking of VeggieTales. They are the pirates who don't do anything. That popped into my head. See, I am really off the cuff right now. So, but, but you you understand that you you drive your ship. No, nobody else can can drive your your ship other better for that for the most part than you. 
I mean, I, I'm not waiting. I, hear, what, hear what I'm going to say. I'm not waiting for someone to come along and, and try to drive my ship at 48 years old now. You know, I listen to counsel. I listen to w- the wisdom of people. And I put myself around people that can p- push things into my life. Things of faith. I, 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 want that, I want that accountability. But, you know, I, I've been driving this ship a few years now. And, I, you know, it's like what I, I told some the other day, you know, I desire to be a better pastor. I desire to be a better speaker. I desire for the anointing to increase in my life. That's how I pray. That's what I believe God for. But, you know, I realize that, you know, I'll only get out of what I put into it. I'll only get out of what I'm willing to put myself around. If I put myself around, you know, uh, yeah, if I put myself around things that don't increase my faith, guess what? I'm not going to grow in faith. I'm, I'm going to, I'm just going to, I'm going to just watch whatever, you know, I'm going to watch what the world's doing. And, you know, it's, I'm thankful that we have a church that's active in faith, that people walk in faith. Because that's encouraging. I love it when people come and tell me. Like, you know, Killeth, when he sent me the message, I was, you know, even now when he told me this morning, he said, I sold 300 books. You know how excited that makes me? Because he's doing what he said he was going to do. And he, he attached himself to the blessing of God and said, look, I'm going to increase. This is what I'm going to do. I'm not taking time off. This is, I'm going to press. And, you know, and then he was like, well, i got my second book coming out. I'm going to get it into the prison. See, he has a vision. And see, that's what faith does. Faith is action. Faith moves. Faith speaks. And see, that's where it begins. It begins with speaking it. It's not that, I, well, I'm going to write a book, and then it's a thought. No, I'm going to write a book, and I'm going to finish it. I'm going to bring it to completion. Amen. Let's go to James chapter 3. I mean, this is good. This is good. I'm preaching to, uh, to, to me tonight. It's okay to do that, isn't it? It's okay to preach to yourself. Amen. James chapter 3. Now, let me just dig into this. It says, James, dear brothers and sisters, not many of you should become teachers in the church. For we who teach will be judged more strictly. Indeed, there, I mean, there's a lot here. It says, we will make many mistakes. For if we could control our tongues, we would be perfect and could also control ourselves in every other way. We can make large horses go wherever we want by means of small bits in their mouth. And a small rudder makes a huge ship turn wherever the pilot chooses to go. Even though the winds are strong. In the same way, the tongue is small. It's a small thing that makes grand speeches. But as tiny as a spark can start great forest fires. And among all the parts of the body, the tongue is a flame of fire. I mean, see, oh man, this is good. This is good. The tongue is a flame of fire. We can, you know that your tongue can kill? You know that your tongue, the, the very things that come out of your mouth can be death? I mean, it's like, it's, you know... It, it's like when people, you know, make comments, and you know, even in the media, some of the things that I have heard, when they make comments, when you have a governor of a state make a comment, God didn't do this. God didn't help us. We did this. That's dangerous. That's dangerous. When a governor, when a, when a, when a governor says, we, God didn't do any of this. God didn't help us fix this problem. That's dangerous. That's dangerous. We, <laughs> that, that's dangerous. The tongue. The tongue is a very deceitful thing. And, you know, it's why I, I, you know, it's like one of the things that I've realized over the years, if I say something, even to my wife, that might be a little off, or, uh, you know, even my kids, you know, I, you know I, I, I catch myself sometimes, and I go back, and I, you know, all my kids, I've apologized to them. 
I, I, I would never be too prideful to tell you that I wouldn't apologize to my kids if I was in the wrong because I have been in the wrong because I've been quick with my tongue. And I've apologized to my kids. I've apologized to my wife. Understand, it, it, it's, better, it's better to bring this thing under subjection. It's better to bring this thing under submission. Amen? Because it can kill. But I'm going to tell you that it can speak life. And I'm going to tell you, it will block, it will block things. It will block, block the operation of faith in your life. If you don't learn to control your tongue, if you don't learn to control it, you don't, you'll, if you don't, it's like when, when I was younger, I would have this, you know, it hit here and it come right out. That's not maturity. You know, just let it, let it rip, let it fly. I mean, you know, even throughout this last five weeks, there's a lot of things that, that, that I have wanted to say. And, I'm, you know, and I, they're not negative things. But there's a lot of things that I've wanted to say. But it comes to here. And you know what I, I, I choose? I choose peace. I choose peace in my mind. You know, Miranda and I'll talk. It's great. It's great to have somebody that we can, we can share some things with, right? It's okay, to, it's okay to have an opinion. Like I said, it's okay to question things. You know, I'm not a, ro- I'm, I'm not a robot. This church, we're not going to operate at, 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 or we're going to go to church. You know, we're not going to operate that way. You know, I, 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 I will listen. Amen? But listen, this gospel, this gospel has to go forth. Amen? When, when Jesus said, go, go, go therefore and make what? Make disciples of all nations. I mean, you understand, Jesus, <laughs> it was a command. It was a command. And whether there was one person here or 300 people here tonight, I, that, that was the command given to us when we said yes to ministry. I preached the three. I preached the 3,000. I mean, it, it, maybe not that many, maybe... Maybe 1,500, but, but understand, this message, this gospel has to go forth. Amen? Faith speaks. You know, it's, it's a proof of faith. Your faith, your words line, line up with, you know, your words. And let me, let me just say this. You see, your words line up with your faith. You know, it's like what Pastor Miranda said today. You know, we're, we're believing the Lord for property in a house. I mean, it's our faith. Uh, we're speaking that. Lord, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you already in advance. I thank you, Lord, that, that you know, in a very short time, these things are going to happen. You know, we're being proactive. It's, it's, we're doing the things necessary to see this come to life, right? It, it, it's like, you know, it, it's like sitting at home and saying, I need groceries. I need groceries. I need groceries. I need groceries in my house. And you're just still sitting on the couch, and you need groceries. I need groceries. And you never go to the store to get your groceries. So you understand that your faith has to, you know, and I said it last week, your faith has to correspond with your action. So you can, you can speak these things, but then you've got to have that action behind it. See, that's the thing with faith. That's be ye a doer of my word. That's, that's not just putting lip service to something. That's actually doing what the word of God says. And once you, once you bring all of this together, man, it's, it's like, it's like you, you begin to see it. But faith actually speaks. And you see, you know, see, that's, that's one of the languages of faith. You know, uh, Romans 10.10, 10, it says, With the heart man believes unto righteousness. With the heart. 
So it, you know, and we all know this is how you're saved. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. So your confession, your, your, your public confession to receive Jesus is how you're saved. But I'm telling you, it's just the beginning in the walk of your salvation. You know, it's like, I, you know, it's once I realize that the things that I confess, I can attach myself to so many other things. My healing is attached to my confession. Amen. Lord, thank you for my healing. You know, when the, when the weather shifts like this and it rains, my feet sometimes will get sore. You know what I do? I thank the Lord for my healing. I thank the Lord for my feet because, well, you know, that's arthritis. I don't, I don't utter the words arthritis. I thank the Lord for my feet. I thank the Lord that I have two feet and that I can walk. That's what I do. I thank God for that. I don't, I don't buy into, well, this is what the world calls it. This is what people say about it. I, I just, I, you know, because I, I choose to want to have peace. Because, see, if you listen to what the world's diagnosed, you're going to be diagnosed with something if you listen to the world, right? You're going to have, well, you got glaucoma, you're, you're hard of hearing. Well, I knew that already. But, you know, there's, uh, you know you've, got, you've got a bump on your nose. You know, you, you, could, you could listen to multiple things. And then they'll put you on a medication that, you know, kills everything and causes everything. You know, just look at the side effects on an infomercial from any kind of drug. It may cause cancer, may cause bleeding, may cause, you know, whatever. I mean, you know, it, it's, it's pretty serious stuff. Do you want to be, anyway, do you, want, do you want that or do you want this? But see, faith speaks. Confession. See, your confession is everything. You, and understand that your tongue is like a rudder. You drive your, you, you, you drive your ship. And, you know, if you've got a family, get, they're, they're on the ship with you. And you know my wife, my wife has her own ship too. Understand, but we, but we are we are on this we're on this ship together. I don't mean that to mean we're we're together, but you you got it. What I mean is like, but watch this. See, see, my wife has to believe the Lord for things too. So yeah, well, no, that's all right. But see, but she under I we already know this because we 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 we've, we channel through this a lot. See, my wife has to believe the Lord for things too. I can't believe I. She's got she's got to have faith too. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm a spiritual head, right? I, I, you know, God's created me to be a spiritual head, so we're on this ship. But she's got to believe the Lord for things. She's got to contend for things, right? So, it, it, you know, that's, we're spiritually one, but she also has to contend in faith for things. Praise God. Praise God. You know, your confession either validates or betrays what you call faith. Your confession either validates... Or betrays what you call faith. If your faith can't be traced in your words, if if your faith can't be traced in your words, it's probably not faith. It's it's. Well, I hope I hope this hits. You know, I just throwing something out. You know, you can throw things out there. Hope they hit. Sometimes they will. It may not be faith, though, okay? Faith will be traced with the things you, you speak, things that you believe, things that, you, things, that you, you, things that come out of your mouth. I'm going to have a book published. I mean, Killa did it much faster than what I've seen most people do it. It was, it was what was in his heart. He felt to put what he felt in his heart down on, down on a book. I'm going to make it happen. Amen? See, God can move in our faith. If we, we allow ourselves to, you know, and listen, it's what we speak is so important. What we speak is so important. What we speak changes everything. You know, it's like 
you know, it's like what I, you know, I've said this before. Isn't it fun being around people that you know that speak life? It, is it fun being around people that speak death? You're kind of like when you see them at Walmart, you're like, <laughs> you're kind of ducking through the closed aisles because, you know, you know they're going to run up to you and they're going to say, well, you know, guess what? And I hope nobody's watching that does that to me because I'm not making fun of anybody, I promise. But it's when you see people that speak life, it's fun to be around them, amen? It's, you're, you're encouraged by them. You're encouraged by the words they speak, you know? You know, you, you think about it. I mean, honestly, let's be honest. Pe- now, because every phone number pops up on your phone, do you answer every call? Huh? Yeah, see? You don't make fun of me. You don't answer. Oh, that's that person I'm not going to answer today. You know, because I'm just not. As a pastor, I answer every call. Just about. I, I, I'll be honest. I don't ignore calls. I don't. My daughter tells me. I probably just don't. Yeah. If it says United States, I usually don't answer it on my phone. That's that's the only call I usually don't answer. I'm not in trouble by anybody or anything, but it's usually some telemarketer from whatever. So, from India. Hello. (laughs) Praise God. I'm going to preach the rest of the service in India. So, uh, hello. Let's go on to it. Let's go on to the third. Let's go on to the third. You know, and, and this is what I felt even tonight as we were doing it and we were, we, were, we, were, we were singing authentic faith. You know what it does? It praises God. It, it, it gives thanks and it praises God. I, when I see faith in a person, you know what? I can tell you, I, I always see their worship. Being around, you know, I'm, I'm thankful. In a short amount of time, we've had a great opportunity to be around great ministers and great pastors, in, 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 you know, in impartation. And, you know, I remember that one of the meetings we went to, and I think it was John Hagee's family, was, uh, we were sitting right behind John Hagee's family in, in service. And, and, and worship was going on. And, you know, you notice things, right? When you're around people and great men of faith, I mean, John Hagee's a... a, a He's a patriarch, and you know, and um, and his whole family's on the front row. And you, you, you observe and you watch. And you know what they're doing? They got their hands up. They're thanking God. They're praising God. They're 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 just thanking God. I remember Nathan Morris, evangelist, his wife, and his worship leader. Casey's up there singing songs, and we're sitting right beside him. You know what they're doing? They're ra- they're raising their hands. They're thanking God. You know, an authentic faith. It doesn't, doesn't look to see who's watching you when you worship and when you praise. You, you press in and you go to God because, it's, it's because He's worthy of your praise. You know, I'm, you know, I'm not looking for you know, the cue, like, well, if they hit that note, it's going to touch me right there. I'm not looking. Uh, I'm looking for a place that I can get to with God. Amen? I mean, like Zane, I, I don't even know what he did, but, but like they, they started, uh, because of who you are. And, and like, I don't know what happened Wednesday night. As he was singing the song and Halama began to sing it, I got touched by God. I just, I felt the presence of God well, I mean, well up inside of me. I, I could feel the presence of God. And, and, and I was like, what, you know, it's not, what is it? I know what that feeling is. 
But as they were singing it, I could just feel, you know, and I'm over there, because of who you are. You know, I'm over there just letting it rip. I got my, you know, I got one eye open because I'm security now too. So, I, you know, I'm security at the church. And, you know, so I got one eye open, one eye closed. And so I'm keeping an eye on things. And, but I'm just letting it rip. And I'm like, what's, what's different? And, I, you know, I think they had changed the chords in the songs or something. Killa said that you guys were working on a bunch of minors. But it was beautiful. It, it was beautiful. And there, there was like, we moved right into the presence of God. I don't know what it was, but, but you know, it was, well, I know what it was. It was the presence of God. But I, but I realize, you know, but see, it doesn't, the presence of God will never happen in your life if you're not willing to get to a place of thankfulness and you're not willing to get to a place where, you know what, I don't care who's watching me. I don't care, you know, uh, when I talk about lifting my hands, I do it because of God. I don't do it because my neighbor's doing it. I used to. Well, everybody's raising their hand. I'll go raise my hands. No, no, no. I stopped doing that. I started doing it because, you know what, I, I began to develop a relationship with God. I wasn't, you, you know, I, you know, we don't talk about these things enough. Because, see, you know, even in church, I remember the first time I watched somebody raise their hands in church. I was like, what is that? What? Why they got their hands up? You know, you know, this is what, you know, this was me when I went to church. I was, a, I was a, the inspector. I don't know if anybody was, you know, I wasn't. I didn't grow up in church. I wasn't saved. So I, I was an inspector. They're like, over here, you know, they're mumbling something. What are they mumbling? You know, you'd be like looking over there. She's got one hand up. She's got two hands up, and they got hands out here. You know, and you know everybody was doing something different. And that person's over there talking some language. Oh, it's that language. I don't know what that language is. You know, and I, you'd go home and you'd read, and you was like, well, that's not right. That's not no. Yeah, but that, that tongues. She's out of order. You know, you you were the inspector. You would inspect everything. The way they worship, the way they do it, you know, you were inspector. But then all of a sudden what happens is I realize God did something with me in worship. God touched me in worship. And then I realize, you know, it's like, you know, you know what my worship a lot of times was? It was repentance. That was my real worship. See, I'm, you know, I talk about worship like it's singing. It's not, it's, it, no, no, no. Worship is much, much deeper. It's giving. It's repentance. It's 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 all these combinations of things that you know when you when you begin to when you begin to get touched by God, you begin to feel it. And then there's that anointing that, that flows from a little black music box that said, you know, it, it, it's just loud and obnoxious, and it draws you to a place of repentance. And that's what our church was, was a little black box, and it, and it drew me. It drew me to the place where my face was planted on the ground, and I learned how to worship. I learned how to praise. I learned how to get on my knees and cry out to God, because that, that's what I needed. You know, people say, you know, uh, you know I, there's nothing wrong with having church online. But I need, and we need to be able to create this altar, this place called an altar, where people can come, and people can give their heart to God, and people can repent, and people can get things right with God. And see, I don't want to not have an altar. I don't want to have a place where we can't, you know, my, my home can be my altar. You know, yeah, it can but there's nothing like the draw of the presence of God. Amen. The draw to bring people to repentance. To see people get saved. To see people's lives transformed. Amen. Because it, 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 will, it will begin at a place where you, where you recognize your worship. That, that's one of those chief cornerstones. That's a pillar in your life. Your worship is a pillar in your life. And I'm telling you that, you know, it, you know 
We see, you know, worship is one of those things because a lot of times it's like, you know, one of the, you know, one of the biggest things with worship that that we recognized early on was, you know, we're going to sing songs that glorify God. You know, we would sit down with our worship team and they would bring sheet music and they would, they would bring it down and they would be stacks of sheet music. And I remember sitting around the table and they would read this. Well, this isn't any good. Scratch this one. Well, this has got a good beat. And then they'll start singing about themselves or their problem. What well, can't sing this song, you know? And so you know, we, we begin to develop a routine. It's like the songs that we sing, we glorify God. We glorify God. We recognize, you know... Well, you know, it's slow if you can bring the people in on worship and things like that. You know, it, you know, you know, we're not playing tricks with worship. But see, understand, it, it's not it's never about playing tricks. It's about your heart. It's about you getting to that place where, you know what, no matter what, I'm going to choose to worship God's. I raise my hands not because of who's in church or not in church. I worship God because he's God. And see, that's the thing about faith. You can tell a lot. You know, it's, it's like what, you know, there's different forms of worship. It's like giving. You know, people want to move in faith. They've got to attach themselves to different forms of worship. You know, giving is, 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 a, is a form of worship. A sacri- you know, and even, even think of it, a sacrifice of praise. What does a sacrifice of praise look like? Have you, I mean, you ever just sacrificed, you know, got down? And had just a sacrifice of praise before God. Psalms 134. It says, Oh, praise the Lord, all your servants of the Lord. You have, <clears throat> you who serve at night in the house of the Lord, lift your hands towards the sanctuary and praise the Lord. May the Lord who made heaven and earth bless you from Jerusalem. Oh, praise the Lord, all your servants of the Lord. Lift your hands towards the sanctuary. Is lifting your hands in the Bible? Yeah. It's in the Bible. It's in the Bible. I don't feel like it. I don't feel like lifting my hands. Okay. I, I, I don't, think about this. I don't get, I don't get, if somebody wants that, it's not a big deal. I'm just saying it's, it's an act of worship. It's an act of service before God. And you know, when I was no longer playing the inspector in church, I started getting more from God. <laughs> when I was no longer looking around. <laughs> tell these things on my own self. When I was no longer looking around and looking at people, how they worship, what do they do? I, I, you know, you still observe. I mean, if somebody's in front of you, you might think, well, man, they, they really get into worship. Now, you sit behind prophets. That's a whole other game. Prophets, you know, they... They've got their own, I mean, real prophets. I mean, some, they, they might be in a whole other world with worship. They may not sing, but when they get up to preach, I mean, <laughs> you're like, what, what just happened? Where, where, where's that coming from? You know, anyway, praise God. I just think of an experience I can't quite share, but, uh, but you know, it, it's it's a proof of proof of your faith, your your your, your act of worship, your 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 choice in wor- worship, and can I tell you that this is the honest truth. We can help. We we can help and we can teach these things. 
But all these things are your choice. I mean, it's, you know, peace is, you know, you know, if somebody asks me, you know, I don't have peace in my life. I don't, I, you know, things are uneasy. I don't have rest. You know, a lot of times, like I said, one of the things I ask, do you have any unforgiveness in your heart? Well, yeah, kind of. You know, a lot of times that's what people will say. Yeah, I got, I got some stuff I need, you know. Well, there's a reason why you don't have peace. You see, the enemy doesn't want you to have these things. See, the enemy wants to block faith. And you know, look now. I mean, the enemy would love for churches to be closed. Right? I, I, the, the enemy would love for, for the church not to meet. Just, just continue to, to do online services. Just continue to, 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 to do this. And again, I'm not knocking online services. I think they're great. We've seen people get saved. We've had people give, and so do the church. I, so, you know, we'll continue to do online. We're going to get better. We're still trying to get our camera stuff figured out. We're going to get better at that, and we'll do that. We've been meaning to do that. We just got pushed a little quicker. But, see, faith needs to arise in this hour on, 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 on the body of Christ. Faith needs to arise. See, understand, Jesus... When Jesus ascended into heaven, you know, he's, he's given us. He's given us this, this earth. For the, heaven, for the heavens belong to the Lord, but the earth belongs to man. Wow. He put us here to oversee this, right? Mm. He put us here to change this. He put us here to win souls, to tell people about who he is, to get as many people to heaven. See, and, and I believe that. I believe that the church can be in one of the greatest hours. I'm encouraged. I'm not discouraged. I'm not discouraged by anything that's happened over the last four or five weeks. If so, you know, somebody were to ask me about, you know, let, let's just pick, let's just get going. I, you know, I'm at the place where I don't, I haven't watched a lot of media in the last three. I, I don't really have much else to say about it. Let's just get going. You know, well, let's figure out the st let's figure out the stats. Let's figure out the numbers. Was was the coronavirus uh, was it worse than the flu? I, it, it, does it really matter now? It does it really matter? The, it, so it's like what our eyes don't need to be fixed on what was, but what's ahead. Amen. So if we will stop at this point, and, and you know, and and I pray, and I will be pleading and praying for the churches this week. That churches aren't they aren't missing their people. They aren't MIA, amen? I'm praying for our own people, that they're not MIA. Because all, you know, listen, guys, please, all hands on deck. All hands on deck. This is the time, this is the hour that the church steps up, rises up, and, and you know what? We take things for the kingdom of God, amen? We advance the kingdom of God. You know, Jesus is going to return. He is going to return. Guess what? I want to be ready. I want to be ready. I want to, I want to be found doing as much as we can do. Amen? Amen? I want to be found telling people about Jesus Christ. I don't, you know, I don't want God to come back and say, God, I wish you'd given me more time to, to lay out my plan. To lay out my plan. Because right now, you know, work your plan where you're at right now. Doesn't, you know, understand, if Jesus is going to return, it still doesn't mean that you don't continue to live. You don't continue to do the things like, like Jesus might be here. It might be another 20 years. Amen? You, you know, you don't, you just, well, I'm just going to sit and wait on Jesus. There are people that will do that. Not going to move. 
Jesus is coming. I've been waiting. 35 years I'm waiting. You can't just wait. You have to be active in your faith. Amen. You've got to pursue God. There are people that, you know, that, you know, listen, I, you know, I've got a good, you know, I've got a good, a good friend, you know. He's, uh, you know, he's, he's very talented. Very talented. You know, and he, he has a call of God on his life. And, you know, he called me up. I don't even know when it was. You know, even when I moved back when I'm back home a couple years ago, he called me. He's like, you know, I just feel like this, this, and this. And I'm like, brother, move, go. You got to do it. You, you, you got to do it. Well, you know, I'm just waiting for everything to get lined. You can't just always wait for everything to get lined up. You, sometimes you just, you got, you got to jump in. And when you jump in, you know what God will do? God will help you. Help you. He, he will help you figure it out. He, he, he will help you figure it out. You know, he will, you know, I'm not telling you not to plan. But I mean, you know, the thing about it is this guy's got a heart to plan. He, he's good at that stuff. He can make things happen. I mean, he's, it's like, he's amazing. Like, he can make things happen in groups of people so quick and organize things. And he makes it happen just like that. He's gifted. He, he, he has a talent. But he's like, you know, if I'd only had this or had, no, 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 just go. Just go, just jump, just jump, just to, to take that step of faith and go, and go, because God's going to meet you, amen? He's going to meet you. He's given you a brain. Work your brain. Work your faith, amen? Work your faith. Work your faith. Show me your faith, and I'll show you my works, amen? Mm-mm-mm. Show me. Show me. You got to work it. You got to work it. Praise God. Praise God. Let's go ahead and stand to our feet tonight. Praise the Lord. You guys are all right, too. You sit right there. Amen. Amen. I'm going to tell you, just, just love God. Love God with, with everything that's in you. Love Him. Love God. Love God. You know, I, I, don't, I don't want to miss the opportunity. And, you know, even, even tonight, if you felt, you know, hey, hey I, I don't have peace. There's something I'm missing. I don't have peace. I don't have this in my life. I, I don't have, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm missing this element of faith. And, you know, and if you're watching online, but even the people here tonight, listen, if, if you have, like, unforgiveness in your heart, I, I'm, I'm telling you, maybe you're saved. Maybe you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord. Maybe you've confessed Him. You've done all the right things, you know. I, you know, I've ministered to Christians that have been Christians for 10, 15, 20 years. And, and, you know, and they get bound up. They get locked up because of something that happened. It, you know, and, and, and again, it, it's something that, that blocks them from accelerating in faith. And if that's anybody here tonight, I just, you know, I'll, I'll come to you tonight. But if, if that's anybody here tonight, I just want you to slip up your hands because, you know, I, I want to pray with you. I want you to fulfill everything God has for you. I, I don't want you to leave anything behind. You know, when Jesus comes, 
And He is going to come. I, I, don't, I don't want you to have, to have anything that's, that's blocking you from, from fulfilling everything God has for you. Amen? I want you to do that. So even tonight, if that's anybody here tonight, I just think, well, you go ahead and come to the keyboard. I just, uh, I just I want to pray for anybody here tonight. Anything, anything at all. Anything at all. Anything that you, you feel that might be blocking something of, uh, you know, you, you from pushing forward with God. I want to give you that opportunity to pray with you tonight. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. You know, I never want to close out a service. I never want to, you know, just, just giving people opportunities. You know, uh, you know, a lot of times the, you can hear a message about forgiveness. You can hear a message about faith that stirs something up inside of you. And, you know, people never get the opportunity to, to hear what Jesus Christ did for them. 
you know, I, you know, I said it the, you know, maybe a week or so ago, I, I never want to bring people to a place where they, where they feel forgiveness, they sense forgiveness, but they, they, don't have, they don't have an opportunity to meet their forgiver. See, His name's Jesus. His name is Jesus. And I'm going to tell you, you know, realizing that He could forgive every sin that I committed, just like that, you know, in my mind, I thought, how could he forgive that many? I don't know if anybody else was like that. But I was like, how could he forgive all the, all the stupid things and all the wrong things that I've done? How, how, how's that possible? The one thing about this salvation is believing in Jesus. One of the things that I know more now than ever, it's free. We don't have to pay for it. All we have to do is ask. And you know, it's like what I said earlier. It's belief. We, you know, that's it. We just have to believe. Believe that Jesus died for us. Amen. And that He rose again on the third day. And give our heart to Him. That, that's how we get to heaven. It's not a complicated message. It couldn't have been. I got saved. I'm, I'm being serious. I got say It wasn't complicated. I thought it was. My wife led me to the Lord. On the edge of a bed. Led me to the Lord. I, I told my wife I need to get saved. I better go to church Sunday. That's what I told my wife. She's like, you don't have to go to church to be saved. For whatever reason, that's not what I thought. But do you see how the enemy will play with you? Because if I would have waited to go to church on Sunday, guess what? I'd have never went. See, salvation is today. That's what the Bible says. Today is the day of salvation. So when's the, when's the right time to get, get your heart right with God? It's now. It's not, you know, you know, and if you're watching online, you know, you might be watching online and you might say, you know, when church opens back up, I'm going to go and I'm going to give my heart to the Lord. See, you don't have to wait. And see, that's the message that people need to hear. That God, God is a God of now. He's not a God that you have to wait on. He is a God of now. And He will meet you. Amen. He met my brothers yesterday. I, you know, that's God. I went back to get a pair of sunglasses that I had thought that I had left in the church. And I, and I walk back in and I come to the door and here's Papa Gene at the front door. Just smiling from ear to ear. Comes up, gives me a hug. I give him a hug, and we're talking. And he was like, "Well, you know, just checking in with you. Haven't seen you around, and you know, and different times we get together and we talk." I was at his house a couple weeks ago. Met his son. See that? That's God. And he said, "Come on over here. I want you to meet my nephews. Nephews, right? Sorry, Amen." And he said, "I want you to meet my nephews." Next thing I know, we're talking about the Lord. They're asking me questions about God and about the Bible, and we're we're there. A good. 15, 20 minutes, I mean, and you know, and I mean, and I just, I just, my heart, I mean, I just, I, I left with such a joy in my heart after, you know, we was there to mow and work, you know, that's not always fun, right? But, but see, God, but God, amen. You know, and he looked at me and he said, you know, hey, I, I want to pray to receive Jesus. Amen. We can do that right now.
It wasn't a Sunday morning. It wasn't a Sunday evening. We can do that right now. And even right now, just listen. If you're watching online, I want you to say this prayer with me. And I want you to take this message to your brother, to your uncle, to your auntie, to your cousin, to people that, that, that need a Savior. Because I'm telling you, this is no time to be playing around. This is no time to be outside of God. This is the time. This is the day of salvation. Amen? And even on replay, please share this with your family members. Because see, God, God saves. Amen? So your pastor, we, we're, we're responsible to carry this gospel to you. But we can't save you. Only God can save you through His Son, Jesus Christ. Amen? So we're going to say this prayer tonight. Amen? And we're going to say this prayer for people watching online. And we want to give you the opportunity to receive Jesus Christ as Lord. So please just say this after me. Dear Heavenly Father, I ask You right now to come into my life. Lord, to make me whole. To clean me up. And Lord, I believe that You died on the cross for me and rose again on the third day. Lord, I confess that You are Lord of my life. And Lord, I confess that I will give You my heart today in Jesus name and just say this dear Heavenly Father fill me up with the Holy Ghost and power in Jesus name amen amen and if you said that prayer you're saved you're saved as, as, as much as I am amen you're saved you're born again you're a new creature in Christ amen Next steps a lot of times or, or, or to plug in. Get discipled. Amen. If you're watching online, get somewhere where you can get discipled. Get somewhere where you can learn about the things of God. Because see, that's where the real transformation begins. It begins right now. As it, the old is gone and the new has come, the Bible says. But now you can begin to be transformed into the things of God. You don't have to look through the same, the same lenses. The same set of you know that, the eyes. You don't even have to look at the through the same stuff you're sick you're on your way to heaven amen see God is good he is good we just want to thank you guys even even coming out tonight praise God we're excited about next week we're, we're excited about this week all the good things God is doing and it's great to have friends visiting tonight praise God God bless God bless Randy you have anything in closing you want to say come here and you can pray pray us out tonight Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the peace of God that passes all understanding. And Lord, we know that we can stand on your word with boldness because it's your word. And your word has complete truth and all authority. So, Father, we thank you that as we take your word and hide it in our heart, Lord, that we will not sin against you, but we will walk this earth living for you and carrying the peace of God to other people so that they also will have peace in their life. We thank you, Father for your word and for your life that we live abundantly in Jesus name we pray amen